Hey, Christy, guess what? What? We are still proud to partner with Just Right Reader. That is right. We are still continuing our partnership with Just Right Reader because they have the perfect decodable text. Let me tell you this. As a mother, I have used these decodable texts with my daughter who was learning letters and sounds in kindergarten. And man, was it so great to watch her read that whole page and feel so proud of herself. And how is it different from the other leveled readers that were being sent home with her? Well, the leveled readers are more, what I would say, predictive type text. So yeah. it would follow a pattern. I love school. I love home. And she'd have to use the picture to figure out what the last word was that wasn't in the pattern. So the decor. Or there'd be a sight word in there that almost like, she's not in first grade. She yeah, doesn't know that, that one yet. But the decodables, what makes them different, Christy? So in the Just Right Reader's decodable text, they are actually singularly focused on one phonics skill. Yep. Or the other skills that are included are skills that the student should have already learned based on the scope and sequence. And so I think over 80% of the text is decodable. So the yep. student shouldn't be coming across a whole bunch of words they don't know and having to use the three cueing system and the pictures to be able to figure it out. Right. And the very cool thing about Just Right Reader is they write all of their books with literacy experts in their company. Yep. Isn't that cool? In-house. In -house. And most of them are former educators, so we gotta support them. Yes. Thank you, Just Right Reader, for being our sponsors of this podcast. And everybody listening, you could benefit from more books in their classroom. No one ever said that's too many books. Go over to Just Right Reader now and take a look. Tell them the modern principles sent you. Christine, in a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are the Modern Principal. We're two enthusiastic educators with over 30 years of combined experience and leadership roles. We've been teachers, coaches, assistant principals, head principals, and now even in central office. We are on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the next generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, and this week we are talking about how to onboard your new teachers. Thanks for joining. Well, Christy does have a phone with a list, but I'd like to discuss something we were talking about earlier this evening. Okay. Christy informs me that her husband, Maximus. Max. Imus. <laughs> he doesn't listen to these. He won't know. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> uh, Christy informed me that her husband said to her she needs to get a hobby. That's just for joy. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't have a hobby? I don't have any hobbies that I just do for joy. So I was like, you read. But Max said, but you track that and like you make it a competition because you try to read so many books. Okay, so this is what is wrong with you. And this is my argument. I don't think you do need a hobby, Christy, because I don't think your body can physically do it. <laughs> I think you have to be competing with yourself in some way or another. Literally, a week and a half ago, she says, I'm ready to commit to the Real Housewives. And I said, I've been waiting for these words my whole life. <laughs> I tag in our other friend in Kansas City that loves the Real Housewives. We have watched from season one, Vicki Gumbelson and the OC. Like, I'm true and true. And so we were, we spent hours, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Picking I mean, you. literally, yeah, hours of text. Just then, like, I was barely responding. Well, yeah, she has no background Trying knowledge. to give me the, yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
out which order to watch them in, if I how much time I have, and depending on the amount of time I'm willing to invest, where I should be spending that time. Yes, <laughs> yes. And how you feel about women being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That, that, that matters. The level of ridiculousness does matter. Okay. So anyways, I checked in and I said, can that be your hobby? Have you started? <laughs> she says, no, I haven't had time to watch it. Okay. <laughs> I have some real issues with this. With shopping. So, shopping is your hobby. I do really like that. And now I've offered now for my new boss to shop for her. Yes. Um, you don't you're not getting anything out of that. No. Mm-mm. But if your boss just asks to you to shop other people's money. Yeah, but that'll give you pressure and it won't be just that might for be fun. pressure, yeah. Yeah, okay. Max is right. I don't think you need to <laughs> know. I think your body isn't built for them. No. <laughs> No. Oh, maybe some pickleball. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I do want to start pickleball. It's real fun. Uh, we were talking with our neighbors this week about just doing a pickleball in our cul-de-sac. If you, you want to come? I need you to stop making friends elsewhere. That's all I heard <laughs> from that. hosted people last night. That's all I heard from that conversation was that you have other friends. So. One time I was going somewhere and Christy said, where are you going? I go, just some new friends. <laughs> she said, who are these new friends? I said, they're just my new friends. They were very old colleagues. Very And old. friends, but still. I don't make new friends. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> okay. Let's what do you get to it. Done? Don't clap. People are going to, like, drive their car off the road. <laughs> it was very loud. Sorry. Sorry. I'll try to edit that out, but I won't be able to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this week we have a scenario from Jody in Jersey. Mm. And she says, Hi there. I have so many new staff joining my team this year. I have several paras and teachers that are brand new to our building. What do I need to do to prepare them to join our team and hit the ground running? Ooh-wee. I bet nobody else can relate with that because everyone else's staffs have stayed very, very stable across the country. Stable and fully staffed. I bet everyone in listening ears is fully staffed for the school year. Yeah, I definitely was not not fully staffed all last year. Oh my gosh, my sweet husband texted me today and he goes, Karen, remember yesterday when I said I was fully staffed? Three people backed out today. Oh, <gasps> yeah. In one day. And I was like, dude, never breathe the words. I am fully staffed. No, it's you like will saying, oh. the day. Yeah, like saying, kind of being like, oh, it's a quiet day. It's no. Quiet morning. No. Never say it. Rookie mistake. Okay, so we have a lot of good stuff for you today. A lot so of ground to cover. Let's hit the scholarly side of when you get new staff. So, I loved the fact that I read in a business magazine, I'm learning, I'm getting a lot of my HR knowledge in my new role from business magazines and like Harvard Business Review. Yeah. Like there's obviously a lot of great school um, human resource resources, but we ain't the first ones to have staff. So let's use our business resources too, folks. We, we ain't the first to have staff. That is true. That's a quote. Put it on a pillow. <laughs> Anyways, this lady, Kate Rockwood, said from Business Mag that... Onboarding should be thought of as a process, not a step. Likely 90 days minimum of onboarding. Well, what I love, though, is that it says 90 days minimum of just onboarding. Yeah, we don't have time for just. Sorry, guys. It's still public ed. (laughs) Welcome. I'll be onboarding you while you are driving the plane in the air without wings. That's how we work. We're going to say I'm going to be onboarding you while you're driving the plane in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) That feels, that is a better description of education. Driving the plane while in the ocean. Um, Anyways, it also talks about how onboarding, the necessity of it, can improve your retention rates by over 80%. So it's not something to just think of as like, let me make sure I have their t-shirt size and put a slide up of them at new t- at our staff meeting. It should be something you really think through systematically. Yep. 
So I also really liked this part. Um, I think it's not from the same article, though, right? Mm -mm. It's from the new teacher. Um, is it from the new teacher project? Yeah. Is that what it is? Um, oh, good job with that acronym because T. It's called TNTP, and I was just thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja, <laughs> which also aren't those letters, but I wasn't going to yeah. get it. Okay. Um, but talking about kind of how the onboarding process is like a pyramid, and so you mm -hmm. have the basic needs at the bottom, and making sure that then you are stepping up to having the expectations in terms of here's curriculum, um, student here's the students you'll have, um, and you can't really move on to community or academic goals or professional growth until you have some of those more basic things done yeah and so in the beginning focusing on the basics yep and I know I've made mistakes before like trying to go too far too fast like yep yep too far too fast one of the things um that it, it talks about recommending a lot of the scholarly stuff is having a lot of those basic needs in a packet for them where's the copier how do mm -hmm. I get into the school what's my school's phone number what's my boss's phone number all those kind of like I can't survive if I don't know those basics. I remember. I'm what kinda, time do I come to work? I'm giggling because I remember um, being in a new building and making my first parent call home, and it was voicemail. And I kind of have always had the same script for my the voicemail, like, "Hi, this is Christy from blah 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 elementary school. I was just calling about blah blah blah. If you could please give me a call back at blah blah phone number phone number." And I remember like getting to the end of my being in the new phone building, number. being like. You can call me back at. You can call me back up at the school. Whatever, I didn't know my phone number. <laughs> whatever number you just dialed, dial it again. Yes, those things are very important. I felt the same when I even transitioning into my new role at Central Office. I felt so dumb because I was like, "Is there a time I'm supposed to be here every mm -hmm. day?" Because like we don't have students coming in at a certain time, or so I asked another executive director, like, "Hey." what days do I work? Because, <laughs> like, do I yeah. get student days off? Like, do I get, right, right. Do I get the calendar? 24th off? I don't know. What's your calendar? Anyways, so mm -hmm. having all of that for people is really important. Absolutely. So what are some of the systems that you or districts you have worked in um, have done to you guys keep do, those things going? You guys at your uh, former district had a great, like, mm -hmm. June Jumpstart. One thing that, yeah, I felt like um, my district did really well was June Jumpstart. And so when you think about that pyramid, getting those basics in um, and doing it in June. So it would literally, called June Jumpstart, it's a one-day thing where all of the incoming teachers, the new teachers to the district or bring in new teachers in general, um, they spent half day in the building and then half day um, as a group with, like, the instructional coaches. And so at the building level, that was the time where literally Early. We were doing a tour of the building in June. Um, I was giving them, like, literally that. Here's the teacher's lounge. Here's the copier. Here's my office. Here's my expectation for my office, like, mm -hmm. which mine was more like kind of open door. Right. Um, and just giving them the lay of the land, giving them the staff list. Um, Their schedule. Of, yep. All of those things. Um, and then before they left to go to their big group, we actually gave them all of their curricular materials. Mm -hmm. And so, which seems maybe kind of overwhelming because it's like literally giving them every like math reading, right? <laughs> everything. However, now it's June. And they have two months by themselves. Yep. And so they went to the big group with the instructional coaches. They kind of learned how the curriculum was laid out, had that background. And now they had two minutes, you know, two months to two minutes, <laughs> two minutes, <laughs> two months to immerse themselves in it. And so I think that took a lot of anxiety away for new teachers. Yeah. And I'll add to that. Um, seeing what we're seeing this year, we are having a lot of staff hired really, really late. Yes, yeah, so it might be more like 
August 10th jumpstart. Well, yeah, but I was going to say, like, a lot of times, and even, like, I would do this, because sometimes you hire a parrot in October, or um, you have all this stuff for the the staff that you hired in the typical way, yeah. but then do you remember to do it when you hire yeah. a teacher August 4th, yep. or a para in December, and the school yep. year's already up and going? So all of your staff deserve it, so having, like, a a packet that you just give yep. your secretary to copy and set a, a part time every time you yeah. hire someone new. Yeah. And even just setting that up with your secretary of, Hey, if we hire anybody within the Block year, off my calendar, yep, I want you to make sure that you schedule one hour within a week of that person starting or before that person starts, right. whatever you decide is your system, right? Put your secretary in charge of making sure that it gets on your calendar. Right. So other systems, um, I think it's really good to have like a buddy and a mentor. And I, I kind of like think how, of those. Yeah, I like how you separate those. Tell me how you separate those in your brain. So every, every person should have a buddy. And those are like those basic needs business. Like, hey, an email went out today about what we can wear tomorrow. Check your email. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, no, on PD days, we arrive at 730 instead of 8 so that you don't get caught off guard. That's your buddy. And that can be anyone in the whole building, anyone who is literally really good at being OCD details, about details yeah, and doesn't mind going up to someone they barely know and telling them, hey, here's a tip. But then they also, <laughs> right? I remember. What? It's just funny to think about. You? Your, yeah, you're an act, you know, the onboarding that you never got. And just, I remember it going to one of my very first principal meetings and sitting on the wrong side of the room. Like, uh -huh. And it wasn't like a rule, but one of the girls was like, hey, just so you know, secondary people that sit over here elementary sits on the other side and you were like oh my god thank you <laughs> we had the same thing my first year as a principal on snow days we worked as principals mm -hmm. and we drove in and I am like trying my hardest to get there on time but it was a snow day and then I got a text as I am like five minutes away from one of the principal buddies oh in case anyone didn't tell you we're, we're given a little grace period on arrival you don't need to rush and I was oh, like oh, okay okay <laughs> So that's what you need a buddy for. You need a buddy. But you also need a, a mentor. And this person needs to be picked pretty strategically in terms of a professional role model mm -hmm. for whatever their professional role is. So making sure that they have a curriculum expert if they're in the classroom, classroom management expert, someone like that. Um, it Just someone like that that can talk to them all about the academic, professional mm -hmm. behavior stuff and be their sounding board for that. Sometimes districts assign a mentor um, and sometimes individual principals are left to do that. It just depends. But you need yeah. to know what your district provides and be very clear on what the district is giving your new teachers so that you can add an additional layer to that, not yeah. just let them do it. Yeah. We had um, always a district expectation, and then I always added a layer for my building. And I think mm -hmm. you did something similar. We're both pretty big fans of Get Better Faster. Yes. And um, if you haven't read that book, or at least used it as some sort of a resource, really, really good continuum of what we want teachers to know and be able to do. And um, so I actually, I assigned someone, not assigned, I asked one of my um, really um, strong teacher leaders to be like the new teacher leader of all of the stuff that we did. So she kind of like was my point person. Yeah. And she was getting internship hours for Smart. her admin degree. Smart. And so we scheduled like um, a pre-meeting before the school year started and I know it was overwhelming because it was another meeting and more information. 
but we went over all of like those behavior basics of what the expectations were. And then um, I would schedule in when I would go look for the get better faster strategies that they were using in their classroom and pre-scheduled 15 minute check-in meetings every single week Smart. to meet with them. And did we have to cancel some of those? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but I honestly got such good feedback from the new teachers that year about how those little miniature 50, 15 minute meetings like meant more to them than almost anything else we did. Right. I think the check-ins with your new teachers, having that on your calendar, your new staff, intentional conversations where it's just you and them, where you can just say, how are you? Yep. How are things? How are you feeling? How's your team? How's your collaboration? Yep. How's your this? In a safe place will raise your likelihood of retaining that teacher. Absolutely. They'll just feel connected. We also did um, new teacher meetings. And so we I would always too. schedule it that first quarter. We had biweekly, every other week meetings. And then after first quarter, they just moved to monthly. Mm -hmm. But that's where we tried to, um, like, your building has done so much PD and has gotten, like, all on the same page and done the vision and mission. And so that's where some of those meetings, we would try to like backlog some of the uh -huh. PD and get people caught up to speed on where everybody else has been. And then also some of that new teacher stuff like, hey, here's what you do. For, for grade cards. For grade cards. Or here's how you work power school and do attendance. Here's, here's a, hey, it's October. Parent-teacher conferences are yeah, coming. This Let's is, prep. Hey, you're going to have an IEP meeting sometime this year. This is what's expected from a classroom teacher or whatever your role is in that IEP. So trying to front load some of those things because um, I remember my first year. First of all, <laughs> I had a first-year teacher, and I remember her like, really prepping a whole, whole lot for an IEP, and she was like a general classroom teacher, and she came to the meeting, and she was like, prepped, but she didn't really need to. And yep. I felt so bad. Yep. And those are things like, I think the best advice out of all these systems we're sharing is to really spend some time planning who and what needs to be communicated throughout the scope of their whole first year. Yep. And I made a chart when I was a building principal. And now that I'm, one of the projects I get to work on right now is working with our new teachers and mm -hmm. our mentees that are working with them. And so I even expanded that chart to what the district's responsibility is as well. But like really looking at all the different players, your process coordinator, your instructional coaches, their buddy, their mentor, you, and just really thinking about who is going over what with these people. The thing that's really great about that is it delegates the work, mm -hmm. but it also gives them a lot of point people that they can make relationships with within your staff and the clarity of who's going over what is really important. Yep. Yep. So that's our, that's my tip for the system. Yep. That's a good one. Oh, um, I did want to share another book. So I'm working, as I said, I'm working with these mentees, um, mentors that are working with mentees. And I found this really great book called 101 Questions and Answers from new teachers to their mentors. Ooh, it's really that's easy to really use. good. It's by Annette Bro, B-R-E-A-U-X. Cool. Anyways, look at that check it out. It's it. super user-friendly. All right. We'll try to link that in the show notes now that we know what show notes are. Yeah, now that we know what show notes. <laughs> but I loved it. I was just looking at it the other day, and I opened to a page, and it said, how to avoid a power struggle. And then it just literally gives bullet points for you to that's talk genius. through with your mentee. Genius. Loved it. It's great. Go. All right. All right. Anything I from you? So from you so. Um, we already talked about having those one-on-one -on -one times, making sure that not only are you giving feedback, but feedback is important. They want to hear what you think yep. and how to help them improve, um, but also just time to check in truly. Yeah. Um, and then we both think social stuff is important. Yeah. We're, you want to make sure they're connected to someone. It doesn't have to be you, but their team, their grade level, their content, 
someone across the district, anyone. I think it's really important to be thoughtful about your staff that maybe are exploratory teachers that might not have another of their right. kind. It's and making lonely. Yeah, making sure not only are they connected within your building, but you make the introduction for someone else in your district. Yes. Because they're going to need that. And, and who they wants don't know to them. do that? Yeah. No. They don't know who to reach out to. Yeah. I've done before, too, where um, we force new teachers to go in and listen to veteran teachers make parent phone calls. Oh, that's smart. Um, and just listening in. You don't have to do anything. Just listen to how that person talks to parents. Um, and it just, it, that creates another little relationship yep. because you're forcing, Hey, you have to find someone who's been teaching for more than 10 years yep. and listen to them talk to a parent. <laughs> the other thing I always do when I hire someone new for a team, a grade level team, a specials team, a content team is I will shoot them a text and rope yes. in everyone else yes, on their thing. team so that they already have a text chain. And I'll usually say something like, okay, you can cut me out now yep. and talk without me. Cut me out. But that way everybody has each other's phone numbers. The awkwardness, I broke the ice, the awkwardness is done. And now they have each yep. other's connections. Um, and then we also, when I was COVID, I was COVID like such a, yeah, everything. I was just like such a different principal, like pre COVID and then COVID, you know, and now neither that, one of us yeah, are, so the things that you used to do, but <laughs> we can't go back and read yeah. it. But we did um, like a new teacher gathering um, before the school year started that was oh, yeah. not orienting in nature, not onboarding in nature. But we, we were talking about pickleball, literally went to Chicken and Pickle, pickleball place in Kansas City, and just you did a Played games, that. had appetizers and drinks and stuff, and just, like, enjoyed each other. And, like, those um, – I keep saying girls, but those women are, like, still – Close friends. to each other. Yeah, and it's yeah. just really neat. Yeah, if you have more than one new staff member, connecting them to each other is great. Yeah, if it's just, like, one person, don't just take them out with you. They'll be awkward. Super awkward. And maybe <laughs> inappropriate. Maybe inappropriate. Care yeah. from HR says don't take don't one do teacher that. out. Don't do that. Um, anyways, I wanted to say the last thing that I think from my soul side. So I had a new teacher last year, and I noticed that, like, a couple deadlines were going by at the beginning of the year, and she was missing them. Like, maybe it was, like, turn in your growth plan. or And I'd have to go talk to her. And finally I was like, hey, girl. She's like, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't keep track of all of the things I'm supposed to do. And I was like, I got you. I'll be your frontal lobe. So, Because I sent out a bulletin <laughs> every week. But then I would honestly, for the little bit that she needed to, like, catch her breath, I would shoot her an email and just say, I need you to do these things by yep. next week. And just say, like, ignore everything else. We have time. You need to do this. And That's so, genius. I'll be your frontal lobe. Be their frontal lobe because they're in panic, fight or flight, a lot of the time at the beginning of the school year. So be, and be their priority person. And that's person. the time, too, when... Even if they have a lot of knowledge and skills, whenever you start a new role, even if you're new from another district, yep. right? Like this, the curve is there. Yes, and everything takes you so much longer than you think it's going to take you. Oh, yeah. And so it's... As someone in a new role. <laughs> yes. yeah. And so it's really important to, to help them through that. So. Yep, and you know what the priority should be. So save them the hassle of learning that five years later and just tell them. Yep. Yep. All right. That's it. From the desk of the modern principal, from Robert John Meehan, says a, a key to growing as an educator is to keep company, mainly with teachers who uplift you, whose presence inspires you, and whose dedication drives you. So as a principal, be sure that you are connecting your new teachers with people who do those things. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. Thank be sure you. to subscribe to our pod to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principal. You can find more resources at themodernprincipal.com. And don't forget to check out justrightreader.com. Bye. Bye.